Welcome to Monitor, and this time is in English because our guest only speaks English. And our guest is Teresa Menk, a photographer from Accra in Ghana. Welcome to you, Teresa. Thank you so much. So, what makes you come to Denmark? <laughs> okay, so it's actually my second time of coming here. Yes. The first time I was here was in 2016. I was here on an art residency. Um, I was contacted by Berta at the um, gallery, gallery image. image. And um, she she was putting together an exhibition and she wanted um, some artists, some writers, people from different parts of the world yeah, yeah. to come and experience Aarhus and uh, contribute their work towards the exhibition for the European City for Culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was what brought me here and it was, I had a wonderful experience and um, yeah. I've been wanting to come back. Yeah. I, I must say, I miss you there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we didn't get to meet no, that time. No, no. No. Yeah, so I've been wanting to come back. And at, uh, when I was here, I found out about uh, the Danish School of Media and yeah. Journalism. And um, I applied and I got accepted. So that's why I'm back here. So you are here for how long will be here? I'm, I'm here till June. So it's one semester and that's six months. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But you can prolongate it or no, it's just... Um, for now, no. Um, unless I choose to apply for the second part of the course that I'm yeah. taking. But for now, I'm here till June. But you never know okay. what possibility. No, no, you never know. Yes, so, <laughs> yes. So, what? tell me, how, how, how is it to be a photograph in Ghana? Well, it's interesting because... Um, I feel like it's a in, in, is in its infancy. Um, people are now getting to appreciate the work of a photographer, because uh, in the past, when you said you were a photographer, it was mainly documenting people, taking portraits, um, yeah. shooting events. But then now, people are using their photographs to tell stories. So it's it's a good uh, time to be a photographer in Ghana. I must yeah, say, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, I know you have your favorite place in Accra, oh, the yeah. Jamestown, you know. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> um, well, Jamestown is a wonderful place, a lot of history. Um, it has a fort that was built um, in the colonial times. And um, it's, it's an area that is bustling with life and so much uh, vibrance, a lot of activity. But then it's also an area that is going through a lot of change because currently... Yeah. Um, the government secured a loan from the Chinese um, and they're building a harbor there. So there was a bit of a displacement. Um, people who lived in that area were moved out of the place to make way for this project, yeah. which was in a, it had a, a bittersweet because um, there was so much attachment to the place and the landscape is, is going to change completely. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But it's a very interesting area. I also uh, know that you are participating in this uh, Trans-African organization meetings Invisible and so on. Borders. Invisible Borders. Invisible yes. Borders, yes. So a few years ago, um, I met the, one of the directors of Invisible Borders through my mentor. My mentor is a Ghanaian photographer, Neo Bodai. So I got to meet Emeka. Um, that's the director of the yeah. Invisible he's Borders. He's from Nigeria. Yes, he's yeah. from Nigeria. And I also have a connection to Nigeria. So we, I, I met him, I showed him my work as a young, enthusiastic photographer. He liked my work. And then he invited me for a photography masterclass in Sudan, in Khartoum, and, yeah. uh, in 2013. So that was how my journey started with them. So I think he was, he was the one who gave me my first break and um, 
that also uh, started to, I also started to get invited to other events after that. Yeah, right. so it was a really, it was a good start for me, yes. And the project idea is also an interesting one, Invisible Borders. Um, navigating through the different borders, trying to break down barriers because we, we say that we are one, we say that we're united, but then when you start to travel across the borders, then you realize how how that is not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been many wars in Africa and so on and so on, so that doesn't unite at all. Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah. of course, I don't want to go in detail on that, it's mm -hmm. not that. But anyway, so, but but you are... A quite younger photograph. Let's oh, say yes. it like that. Compare with me, it's is old. Uh, <laughs> of course, yes, yes. I'm a, I'm a young photographer, yes, and I'm. I, even though I've been doing it for a while, but it's now that I'm finally actually seeing um, the importance of it, the importance of visual representation for, the importance of actually putting out the kind of image that um, speaks of the people uh, and uh. speaks of the. Because for so long we've had people who are not are living with us coming to take photographs and then using that to represent. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's now um, good that we ourselves are making images of ourselves and we are representing ourselves. But it shows that in this last period there's a time going where African artists get more conscious about their work, their things and so on. Because it was not so much like you said yes. before. Yeah. It shows in a period where you need to, oh, EIM, and that's my culture, and this, and so on, and so on. Yeah. It's a quite interesting process. Yeah, I think it's a process of awakening, and it's a, it's a movement, you know, because um, somebody like Emeka, Invisible Borders, it was also because of the photographers before him, what they were doing. I think, I think that ignited something in him. So when you see, it's like little, little lights being shone all over the continent, so... We're all inspiring each other to be be aware, to see how important it is to represent ourselves um, in different areas. It doesn't only have to be photography. No, no, of yeah. course, yeah. But Ian Oros is, some people are known from Ghana, especially Afro Moses, was a <laughs> yeah. personal friend of me, which is a big star in Ghana, yeah. and now lives in Australia, also a big star in Australia. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, also the... The Ghanaian Dance Ensemble was here in '93, yeah. where I, I was so lucky to could direct them in the Images of Africa opening performance, yeah. and uh, that was something very proud for me, because it's not just every day you direct the Ghana National Dance Ensemble. You know, it's, they are very professional. I can imagine, yes. So for me, it was very, and I was very satisfied because they, when they left, that they were so proud of it, of participating. They could see which work I did with the local Africans here yeah. at that time. Yeah. And it was really something. I really visualized all the Africans in Oros because they were separated. Yeah. And after that, they all come, oh, you are the father of Africans. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I'm not the father of anybody, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I, I, I love um, African music yeah. and also have connections very much to many African culture because yeah. as Portuguese, we have Colonies in Angola, yeah. Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, Santo Mé, Prince, you know, yeah. you name it. Yeah. And then, of course, you have relations to this culture, you know. Yeah. Somehow, it has, which I grew up. Yeah, and my so big, you, yeah. my big idol when I was little, who was that? 
Eusebio. Wow. The black player. Come on, that was I was saying. Doesn't I look like Eusebio? I got so proud. <laughs> I, I get pom pom many times because you don't look like Eusebio. Yeah. Come on. Yes, I do. You know, really proud of it. Yeah. So it has determined this African culture has determined me. Yeah, you've somehow. always had a connection. I always had a connection, and I'm always will be will have. Yes. Yes. And it's like with African music. When I hear African music, my body starts, you know, it's... And yes, one time I was, I was asking some friends uh, who are Africans uh, from Botswana and other places, and I realized, well, it's only me, the white person here. Why? You are the only who can dance like us. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, you know... But I can just feel the music, and then my body goes, you know. Yeah. I don't need to say anything. It goes in itself, you know. It's so, it's, um, and so far, I, of course, I've been in Africa, but in Namibia, not in Ghana, which I would like to, because I think Ghana people are very friendly people, are very... I have two people I like in Africa. is the Ghana people and the Cap Verde people. Mm. They are very... Also because the I... Island, it's, I it's listen a, a lot to Cap Verde music. Mm. So it's very much and as many elements of Portuguese music and Latin American music and so on and so on. Yeah. And, and the African music in general is very polyphonic. So it's it makes my body go like... Yes, a, yes. And maybe no, I, I used to say I'm white outside and black inside, inside. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And music. And now African music is going even further and yeah. people are getting to people who would who would normally not uh, listen to African music are actually yeah, yeah. getting the opportunity to hear it too so it's like there's a big thing happening um, it feels like the world is getting reintroduced to Africa yeah. to all that Africa has um, yeah because for so long it's always been about wars and disease yeah, and yeah. all sorts so it's it feels like we're getting you know and then I then speak about African food. Oh. Because then I'm going crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I think African food is fantastic. Yes. When it's the right one and so on. And uh, when I was in Namibia, I was always eating in the place where the Namibian people go to eat. Mm -hmm. Never in fine restaurants for white people. Never. Always in these small always places. Always in a local place where uh, you get the authentic yes, food. Yes, and I get this. And they knew me by name and everything already after I came there two or three times. Yes. They could see I was eating with such a pleasure. <laughs> No. <laughs> lovely, lovely. It's, so, yeah. so, yeah, there's a lot of things still to discover. And it's also the same with many artists in Africa yes. that in Europe we don't know a shit about it. No. No. It's really interesting why we know so much about some countries and others, nothing. It's like they don't exist. Yeah. Why? I mean, I, I don't understand. I think it's also a lack of exposure to it. Um, when people travel and things, people tend to pay more attention to things that are coming from other parts of the world. But Africa is like, oh, what's what's happening there? So I think it's oh, a lack of ex exposure. Right. You know, it's for me. I think it's a lack of exposure because back home in Africa, we know so many things about the West, about countries in Europe, yeah, but yeah. then they don't bother to. No, um, but there's still a lot of things about. Uh, I would call it a chauvinistic attitude. Oh, yes, it's because like, uh, I'm better, better than you, than yes, Africans attitude. Because Africans are not clever and this and so on. Yeah. That's very much, I hear that very much. It's a better than you uh, mentality. Yeah. But then they're also shocked when they uh, learn that a lot of things that they know actually comes from Africa. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm, 
we all come from Africa, they say, you know, so <laughs> it's just a transformation of color. Yes. But you see, but if we all come from Africa, so we are like brothers and sisters, you oh, know. Yeah, they've, they've long forgotten. <laughs> they've forgotten it. Yeah, yeah, it's they've a forgotten. part that they choose to not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Teresa, if we come back to your photography, so you quite, I'm quite sure at least that you cannot leave from your photography yet. So you have to do other things. So what do you do to survive? Okay, so, well, um, uh, like I said, photography is sort of still in its infancy in terms of artistic work. Yeah. So, uh, But I, I don't stray too far from photography. So to be able to survive and to keep myself going, I photograph events. Yes. I make portraits. Um, I work for sometimes NGOs if they have an interesting project that I can relate to, I, I work on those things. So that's also what keeps me going yeah. while I try to tell stories that I'm uh, that are important to me. And also marriage, huh? Oh yes, I am <laughs> yes, yes. All photographs do, you know. Oh yes, you know, yeah. It's 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 always happening. People are always yeah. getting married. So it's a it's a it's a good way to make a quick buck. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and this is of course supporting one to survive. As oh yes, yes, and and now it's running. also it's also not just uh, just supporting. There are also people who are specialized in that. So yeah. I have friends back home that uh, they only photograph weddings and events, and they're making a life out of it. So um, yeah, yeah. I feel like photography is a broad. You you always have you can find a way. Uh, something yeah, that yeah. works for you. I have friends who are shooting only landscape and things like that. So people are finding what they are passionate about. And yeah, yes. Yeah. So tell me one thing, a secret. But what is your ambition about photography? Well, my ambition is. Um, I think it's not just for myself, but it's for um, the people on the continent to be visually literate. For us to understand the importance of images for us to see the role that they play and then to be able to use it uh, for ourselves, to represent ourselves. So I'm very passionate about photography education and that's why I'm yeah. also studying here to, so that I know how to use the tool. Uh, Gordon Park said that uh, he saw, uh, the camera was his weapon of choice. So it is very much a weapon and a weapon that was used against us. So it would yeah. be good for us to turn that around and use it for our own good. So I'm very passionate. My greatest ambition in photography is to be able to have, whether it's seminars, workshops, or a movement to educate our people about the importance of visual representation. So in the future, we'll see small village in uh, in Ghana having the, their own photo exhibitions yeah, from the course. citizens. Of and course, so on and of course, of so course, definitely. So Why not? You know, it's yeah. um, there's something about representation. There's something about uh, even here. I've been here for a while, but sometimes I walk to people on the street and I say, you know, can I make a photo of you? And when I do that, they feel so happy that oh, yeah. for you to make a photo of me. So there's something about representation. There's something about seeing your image. In, in a way yeah, that you, yeah, yeah it, there's a way that it boosts your confidence. And photography is an amazing tool. So um, I would like to ex explore it more. I would like to continue to educate people. It doesn't have to be formal, um, but on a little level, just to sort of shift their minds. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And then you have surely a huge number of projects you would like to do. Well, Tell us about that. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I'm... Now that I'm being educated better in how to use the tool that is photography, I, I'm starting to look at all the different projects. I can't 
tell you in particular, but I think that mm. for empowerment, empowerment of women, empowerment yeah. uh, for the community. So I think that I'd like to work more because um, also women have to be pushed to the forefront, the image of women. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that I, I, I want to focus a bit more on that, on how to represent women, how to put them out there to be inspiration to other that people. That they can break this conventional role yes, they play. Yes, you know, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yes. But uh, another thing is that uh, you are now in Denmark, and so uh, the second time. But anyway, how is your meeting with Danish society? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, with the truth. With the truth. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a it's a difficult journey, and one that yeah. I I have to navigate every day. Um, It's a Danish society is is quite different from what I'm used to back home. People are always happy to greet you and say hi on the street, just strangers. But then I don't find the same thing here. But I'm yeah. not. I'm. I'm also. I don't want to be in a position of judgment. Um, we're all different. So I, I feel like um, every day I'm breaking the ice and you know like uh, onion with different layers the danish people this is different layers so you have to peel it back one at a time and i think i'm having a good time doing that um i've taken it as a a good challenge yeah and i'm very optimistic and hopeful that i'm i make connections so for instance with the assignments that i get at school i just go out on the street and i try to find someone who is open enough to let me photograph them, to tell me their story. And so far, I've met uh, some really nice people. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that by the time I leave, I would have very many friends and I'd have, like, I, would, I would have made very good connections. But it's not easy. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's, not, it's never <laughs> easy when you are foreign, you know, yes, in Denmark. Yes. Anyway, uh, you say you are photographing people in the street and so on. Yes. Do you have the intention to create an exhibition in Ghana with the photos from Denmark? Well, I, th I think so. Um, uh, because I've been here before, I made some photos. And then this time, I'm also continuing. I'm still photographing uh, because the first time I was here, it was on a project called Fresh Eyes. And I don't know if my eyes are still fresh, but uh, it's uh, interesting to continue. So it will be good to take the work that I make here back to show people who haven't been yeah. here. And then it will also be nice to just uh, continue because I never know what my journey will be. I pr I'll probably come back here again or something. So I'm still making work. Um, yeah. And yeah, it will be interesting to share it back home. Yes. How do you see the... Um, we have been around that, but anyway, the situation of uh, Ghanaian artists today in society in Ghana? Well, like I said, um, there's a movement happening. Um, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of um, activities happening. There are centers being built. Um, a lot of uh, support is also going into the work of artists. So I, th I think that the future is bright. Um, I think that now people, it's, uh, the arts is something worth considering by young people, by I think now parents are also giving kids support to go into arts so that there's something happening there's I, I can feel it you know um, a lot of successful artists also are coming out of Ghana there's um, Ibrahim Mahama there are other photographers there are other artists painters who are 
showing that it's possible to be an artist. So yes, there's some great things happening. And that is a way to open for other people, especially young people, to become an artist also. Yes, it is. And then it's also a way to actually bring attention to the countries in Africa. Is a way to actually promote who we are and what we represent. For instance, I think a few last year in 2021, um, there was a collaboration between a center in Ghana, Tamale, yeah. with uh, Aros. So, you know, somebody who has never heard about Ghana will probably go to the museum and yeah. hear something. So um, it's a channel also to bring our countries in the limelight and to, to give attention to our countries, yes. Well, I never forget that when I was directing this big opening street performance for Images of Africa in 1993 in Oros, um, that I heard the, the Danish people say, well, you never managed to get the Africans on time, you know. <laughs> and uh, we had uh, this day, was only one day, where we should start at 10 o'clock. Mm. And I can tell you, at 10 o'clock, all the Africans were there, ready to go. And the Danish will say, what have you been doing with these guys, you know? Yeah. <coughs> it was mostly men. I told them it was at 10 o'clock, you know, <laughs> because we should start at 11. And I said, well, it's at 10 o'clock we start. Yeah. And everybody was there, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I know that misconception is there, but um, I think that when people have passion for something and they're taking, yeah. they take their work seriously. Um, for instance, uh, it's a joke. Beta, the other day, she invited me. She gave me a time to come uh, at her place, to be at her place. And by the time she realized I was there, she's like, oh, you're like a Swiss clock. <laughs> well, if you're passionate about something and, you know, it's yeah. a respect, you know, you respect people's time, they respect your time. So it's out of respect. But I know the misconception yeah, yeah, where people say, uh, yeah, we have even have a thing called Ganaman time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah they time. appear when they want. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the thing is uh, not only about you, Africa, it's also about me for <laughs> South Europe and people are expecting yeah. always that they come late. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I come always before time, you know, yes, 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 <laughs> and they get very concept. surprised. Yes. Wow, what is going on, you know? <laughs> well, didn't we make agreement at this time? Yeah. So I like to come a little bit earlier than to come late, you know. It's so like a lot of stereotypes that, you know. Yeah, there's people a lot don't of stereotypes. Let, but people don't want to let some things go. Just because a few people showed up late, now it's become a thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So what else can you tell us about you? Well, um, <laughs> what else can I tell you about me? I'm passionate about life. I'm passionate about empowering people. I think that we're all catalysts for change. Um, you don't have to uh, be in a position of power to make change. The kind of person that you are every day is uh, enough to inspire somebody to want to do something different. Uh, for instance, when I got the scholarship to come study here, I I got messages from a lot of old friends that were like, wow, you yeah. you stayed on with this photography thing. Because when I said I wanted to be a photographer, they didn't have much faith in me. Uh, uh. Uh, so just in my little corner and my life, just trying to pursue something for myself, that's enough to inspire other people. So I think that we have to be conscious about the life that we lead every day. We have to be conscious about the actions that we take because our lives... It's just like a little spark of fire. It can, yeah, it, it can do something to someone else, and the person can go on to achieve something even greater than yourself. But, so, but everything is relative. 
because what it is great. We see nowadays uh, people who achieve things, see they also destroy many things at the same time and yes. so on. So where is the balance in all these things? And what is important or not? So, so I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm not anymore uh, riding this wave of that we have to be great or, or to be big or, or yeah. something to achieve something. Yeah. You can do it in a daily life by doing things every day and by being yourself every day. I think it's much more interesting. I completely I mean, agree uh, because for me, when I say be great or becoming successful, I don't mean that there's a stage where you yeah, have to yeah, get yeah, to. It's just as a human being. Yeah, Are you yeah. happy with yourself today? Yeah. Are you happy with the decisions that you're making and the things that you're doing? So that's, first, you have to be successful within yourself. You have to be happy yeah. with the journey that you're making because sometimes exactly. you look back and say, oh, maybe I didn't do this very well. So th you have to start with yourself because yeah. sometimes we look outward too much and then we're looking at a certain mark that somebody has said. Yeah, it's it, it's not yourself. Yeah, so it has to. So in being, in being great, yeah, in being in being great and being um, yeah. useful, it's, it starts with you. It starts yeah. with what you're doing for yourself. Yeah, and for sure, that's what Gandhi said. You must be yourself. What you would like to see in the society, you know? Yes, so yes. The change, the change to, that you want to see. You yeah. have to be the change that you, you want to see. You have to be the change. Yes. And that's completely correct. It's, it's following me all the time. First time I read Gandhi, that sentence is always following me. Yeah. You must be the change you want to see yes, in the world. Truly, truly. And that's true because <laughs> not just things like that, that nobody can relate to that. You have to relate to that yeah. and, and do it in a proper way and so on. So. Yeah. So then we also get happy about that. I think there's, unfortunately, in these industrialized societies that we have in Europe, I think many people are unhappy, to yeah. be honest, yes. because they do things what they don't like. They just do it for keeping surviving. Yeah. They think they don't survive, but they are just surviving, yeah. instead of going and fighting for what they really want. And that's my advice to young people is always, look, find what you like and give it 100%, do it. And if you find afterwards, oh, that was not that, then, then change something it. Else. <laughs> but you have done it 100%, yes. then you can always take some things in your bag yeah. that helps you in the further way. Yes, sure. If you do nothing and just like that, then you get nothing out of it. Yes. But if you do things and do it well, you find out, well, what's not that? Not a problem. Yeah, you, know? you learn something. You learn something, you go further, yeah. it develops your horizon, and so on and so on. So yeah. things are somehow simple but we make it complicated <laughs> we are a complicated I, I, animal you know i completely <laughs> agree because sometimes if you spend all the time doing things that you don't like you don't know how much time you have no you know <laughs> yeah so you might as well start where you want to go and you know keep keep going on that road um so steve jobs said something he said uh, stay hungry stay foolish yeah. um and it's something that stays in my mind you know yeah, always yeah. being like, what is it that I want to do? It doesn't matter if you don't know how, but once you put it before you, and then you yeah. take one step every day, eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah you find a that, way. That's why when people ask me, are you not tiring of do what I do? I do it more than 25 years now. <laughs> yeah. And I say, no, there's still so many things to do. So I'm always exciting about things and so on. Of course, we have more up and down and so on. But still, I'm exciting about doing yeah, these things. Yeah, because you're hungry every day for something and you're yeah. 
you're where you're supposed to be because I'm sure if you were doing something that you didn't love, you would have thrown it somewhere a long time ago. Yeah, long time Yeah, ago. so it's, even though we, it's something that we say often, do what you love, but um, not a lot of people have the courage to do that. Yes, yes. 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 Theresa, was a nice talk. Eh? Yes, it Thank was. you very much, and I hope to see you in the future. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Okay. Kunne du tænke dig at lave dit eget radioprogram? Bliv frivillig radiovært i Radiohuset Aarhus.